This show is made possible by you, our listeners. If you like what you hear, and if you want to help us tell more stories and reach more people, then from only two US dollars a month, you can become a patron of the show. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Aruka Network. Hello, I'm Jake Lloyd and welcome to How to Build Community, a podcast and a radio show brought to you by Aruka Network. This episode is a bit of a break with tradition because today's guest is me. I'm going to be sharing with you a little about my background and in particular about a project I'm involved with where I live in the southwest of England in a small town called Crediton. The project is called Crediton Radio and it's aiming to help people living under lockdown as a result of COVID-19 to connect as a community in a safe way for fun and for learning by making radio shows from the comfort of their own home. The idea for Crediton Radio came about shortly before anyone had heard of COVID-19 and that idea was to start a community radio station which, as the name suggests, is a station that is owned and run by the community it serves. With some simple training, it enables local people of all ages and backgrounds to make radio shows that matter to them. But as you'll hear in the interview shortly, the lockdown in the UK as a result of the pandemic caused this project to be scaled down a bit and fast-tracked into its current form as a community podcast. So I recently spoke with Aruka Network mentor and coach Elizabeth Wainwright, a voice that may be familiar to you from a previous episode of this podcast and she asked me questions about my background in BBC radio, how the idea for credit and radio came about, how it is that people with no previous experience or radio equipment can make radio shows at home, how you might be able to do something similar where you live and I also played Elizabeth some short highlights from some of the shows we've made at credit and radio so far. But let's get into the interview now, and here's Elizabeth with her first question. Tell us how you came to be at Aruka Network. Well, my background's in in the British media, I suppose. My my first job was out of out of college was um, on a soap opera. The British listeners will will know the name Emmerdale, but I was basically I was in the sound department, um, and my job was to hold a a microphone on a stick, a boom um, over the over the actors' heads, um, and capture capture the sound. Yeah, I went from and I went from there to the BBC. I was firstly in in local television news, uh, where I did a, really a bit of everything. Um, it was a good training ground in cameras and sounds, um, and a little bit of interviewing and things like that. And um, then moved from there into radio, BBC Radio. Uh, where I was a studio director, which is sort of a, a hybrid of a sound engineer and, and a radio producer. Um, and I remember on my first day, I joined as a trainee, and I remember on my first day, the guy training us, uh, he's called Darren, uh, he's probably not listening to this, but he, he said something that's always stuck with me, which he described the job as a fur-lined rut, um, in that it's 
Um, <laughs> it, was, it was kind of quite a comfortable job and it was fun and I worked with a really great team. Um, but it's it was a rut in the sense of it wasn't it wasn't particularly easy to to progress from there. I think you you were neither a pro, you're not a proper producer, radio producer, nor are you a kind of proper sound engineer. And so I, th- I think from the beginning of that role, even though it was a it was a brilliant role, I think from the very beginning, I was always looking around for for what what would be next. And I was actually there for about seven or eight years in the end, but I was always looking around for other things to occupy my um, my time in some ways. And I explored various things. I was trustee of a small charity and um, did various bits of voluntary work. I was getting involved in making animations um, and things like this. And yeah, then had a, a sort of a chance encounter with you um, back, I don't know, five years ago. Uh, and you were working with Eureka Network or CHGN as it was then. And the more I learned about the community work and community development, the more I began to believe in that or see that as a a real solution to a lot of um, a lot of challenges that the world was facing. Um, well, and continues to face. So how how did all that lead to Credit and Radio? How did you get the idea for Credit and Radio? Well, so I guess I guess it's a um, well, it's a bit of a simplification, but it's true to say that the the stuff I know about is radio, and the stuff I'm passionate about is uh, is community. And so, um, for a while now, I've been thinking it's kind of natural to bring those two together. Um, and I'm quite I'm quite new to this small town, small market town in the southwest of England, in in which. I now live. I moved here back in um, October, so I guess about six months ago, and it felt like ripe for for a project like this. Um, yeah. So initially, I I just started researching the idea. I started visiting other other community radio stations and seeing what they did, what kind of impact it had on a community, um, and. It's funny having having done this this how to build community podcast now for for three years. Um, it's it's been like an incredible learning experience for me, and we've now got maybe twenty five episodes or something like that. And having interviewed uh, doctors and hairdressers and psychologists and football coaches and th- this massive array of people it's incredible how often the importance of listening has come up as as key to the success of a of, of a community project and just more fundamental than that just um how key it is to to changing people's lives and um helping them feel valued and um i guess honored and and just feel a sense of dignity and uh and worth and so i've been thinking for a long time about how how valuable it is and what it means to be to be listened to and i felt like community radio was a way of listening to the lives and the stories of people in a community um and strengthening that community um as a result and then also actually just getting to know people locally like I'd moved to this town where I didn't know a lot of people and on a on a purely selfish level um or personal level it's a way of me I guess making making new friends here 
So, so I had been researching the idea um, for a little while, visiting other stations, starting to look at making funding bids and making a plan for what it would entail to set up a a community radio station that would broadcast on on FM or DAB or online or whatever. And then coronavirus came along and obviously very rapidly so many of us around the world are living under some form of lockdown and are unable to connect with the people around us. Um, and I I guess I just thought, okay, well, let's let's fast track this and let's start a podcast, which is quick, cheap, easy to set up. And so, yeah, that's what I did. We've been running now at the time of recording this for about five weeks. So it's, it's really early days and... Um, yeah, just just really starting to to advertise locally online or put a few posters up and um, and just see who gets involved and start to work collaboratively over the internet um, to make programs about life in Crediton. Sounds great. How does it work? Well, basically, I've set up a, a simple website, um, and th- I, I guess the beauty of the internet now is that actually a lot of what previously you would need a lot of expensive equipment in order to do now you can do relatively cheaply if not for free if you've got if you've got a um, device with an internet connection and a microphone then then really anyone can can make can make some form of radio you know to to a greater or lesser degree of professionalism um so so really i've helped set up credit and radio in order to sort of facilitate local people getting involved and so um there's there's all sorts of there's all sorts of different episodes we've we've already created and i guess i'll i'll talk through a few of those now because that'll probably give you an idea of how things work um so as we have this conversation now, I think I think we've put about fifteen episodes online, and um, I guess let's just say this isn't this isn't currently live radio. That's what we'd like to work towards: becoming a live radio that broadcasts twenty four seven. But at the, at the moment, we just record, edit, and upload episodes that that people can listen to at their, at their leisure. Um, I'll play a few clips of episodes now that will hopefully give you a bit of a taste of what we're uh what we're trying to do and the variety of different things we do so this this first one this is this is very simply this is just 15 minutes of of bird song that's relaxing yeah it is and this this was so this is the dawn chorus, which is effectively it's well it's, it's the sound of birdsong at dawn um, in a local park here in Crediton, and it's interesting. The UK has actually quite a low level of biodiversity on global terms if you compare it with other countries. But um, I'm a I'm a big fan of birds, and um, actually this is one of my recordings um, that's that's gone on the radio and. I've heard it said a few times actually that the UK has one of the best dawn choruses in the world so the kind of variety of bird songs that's singing around this time um, so that there's so many local species of birds that that people can listen to and try to identify um, in this recording or they can just put it on as you say just to just to relax 
And I guess with the current uh, lockdown because of coronavirus, there are fewer cars on the road, so it must be even easier. Well, I'm noticing it's even easier to hear birdsong and notice other things in the natural world, which might usually get drowned out. Yeah, yeah. I think we're hearing more people saying that at the moment. It's definitely, as people are restricted in their movement, they're looking at what's and listening at what's in their immediate vicinity. And I suppose this episode will help draw people's attention towards that. And then and then we've also... So th- this episode I'm going to play you now is an interview... Um, two local women, one of whom runs a hospital um, nearby to where we are in Crediton. And so this is a, an interview, uh, a simple interview, just recorded over Skype between two local women and um, one of them, Rosemary, asking the other, Kate, um, how Kate has been helping run her, her hospital and how she's been preparing her hospital for the, the influx of patients as a result of COVID-19. What's very strange is the rest of the hospital's very quiet. People seem to have got the message that the hospitals are under a lot of pressure and so they're staying away, which is great because we really need that break in order to be able to prepare for what's coming up. Could you describe a typical day for you as a manager? What do you get up to? Um, we have a meeting once a day to prepare for the COVID patients coming to our hospital And out of that meeting, there's lots of things that need to be done. And that's my job at the moment. So, for example, last week I was working with the facilities team to make sure that we know exactly how much oxygen we've got in the hospital, um, how much each ward can use, and to make sure that um, that we don't put too heavy a strain on the oxygen supply. And it's the sort of thing that normally in hospitals you would never think that you would run out of oxygen. But with COVID-19, oxygen is really only the, the only therapy we've got for them. And then on the on the, the subject of coronavirus again, there's one one local lady submitted this story. She she she's a grandmother and she likes telling stories to her children and she recorded one of them that I'll play an extract now. And this is this is basically a children's story to help parents talk to their children about about what a virus is. This story is called Molly and the Virus. Molly, Jasper and Mummy were watching a film together, snuggled up on the sofa. It was raining outside and Jasper had a cold so Mummy had told him to stay inside in the warm. (laughs) Jasper sneezed and drops of snot sprayed out of his nose. Jasper, cried Mummy, use your hanky to cover your face when you sneeze, please. I don't want to catch your cold. And the, the story continues from there. And one thing that's nice about it is it, it makes it makes reference to local places like local parks and things um, in this area. So it kind of roots it in 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 this place and provides that kind of connection for for children who are listening. I love that, and and uh, just really highlights the importance of story um, storytelling in dealing with complex issues. Um, so yeah, I'm sure that was a popular episode. Yeah, and that um, on the subject of storytelling, we've also had like a radio drama. So, so this was something that w- had been recorded a couple of years 
previously as a, a local art project and i'll play it to you now it's um it introduces itself so it's a radio drama um produced by local local actors and here's a clip Echoes of Wartime, Episode 1. Off to War. In portraying life during World War I on the home front of both Crediton in Devon and Fulda in Germany, using the stories of real people and based on our detailed research, we have imagined how they might have reacted to the extraordinary times they were living in. We have assembled the dramatic material using their letters, journals, archived accounts and interviews with historians in both towns. Using these, we have created the characters' conversations, thoughts and interactions. Join us as we guide you through this mix of fact and imagination. That's fascinating. I I love how that drama obviously brings to life place and also history and sometimes those things are difficult to get to get our heads around um so yeah i'll uh, i'll be tuning into those episodes yeah and also it's interesting we we don't have a a license you need a license to play record it to play um copyrighted music and we don't have that license um which in some ways has been a a, a blessing in disguise we don't have that license because it's quite expensive and so instead what we've been doing is trying to gather together some of the local um unsigned um, musical talent and making credit and radio a sort of showcase for some of that talent and we've had really cool little um um, episodes like this where a local person who's made some music will will come on and talk about that music and introduce the song so here's here's something by um uh well one of my namesakes hi my name's jake cole and i grew up just outside crediton near cobblestone in the countryside in true devon style you can probably hear the tractors humming in the background they're plowing the fields just out the back of the studio. This song that I want to introduce to you is called Quest. So many voices inside my head So much time, money and focus on past projects Dead, or so it may seem While I take the time to rest To invest inwardly and assess And we're getting quite a variety of different music coming in I mean that that track I guess has sort of got a hip-hop flavour But we've had bits of folk and jazz And quite, quite a variety of things Oh, I love that. That's fascinating. You, you think of, um, well, I think of places like Devon that have a strong folk tradition um, and folk music is a big part of the scene around here. But it's really interesting to hear other kinds of music as well. And as you say, showcase a diverse range of music and uh, songwriting. Yeah, it's a small town here. There's, there's I think the population's maybe 10,000 and then we've got some small surrounding villages. But it's been really interesting to see all the different kinds of talents that are coming out of the woodwork at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a real sort of privilege to be able to showcase that to, to people on, um, on our little podcast. Yeah. And I'll, I just want to play you one more clip. Um, so we also have an opportunity for 
any anybody locally to share a reflection perhaps on an issue that's um, particularly important to them at the moment and obviously for all of us at the time of recording this uh, coronavirus is is dominating our our thoughts so i'm just going to play you a little less extract from what we call our thought for the day um so different people send in their um, reflections and this one's actually an extract from a sermon by the local uh, the local minister called James. I already mentioned that we are being reminded of our interconnectedness. We are being reminded that the health and well-being of people on the other side of the planet and people on the other side of the street is directly related to our health and our well-being. We cannot thrive without them. If we do not provide for them in their sickness, we will become sick too. So that's that's just a, a small selection of the kind of things we're getting on the show and um on credit and radio and yeah i guess it's just my hope that all this is is a way for us all to come together for fun and uh learning and community in in a in a safe way i love it um strangely this morning i heard a quote which i noted down which kind of reminds me of everything you've been talking about and it's from an author that i really like called richard powers um and he says that we belong to place and we must participate in the community that places generate. And I love that there's something about what you're doing with the radio station, which seems to be about going back to what you said earlier, listening to the community that this place has generated, um, but then really actively participating in it as well and encouraging others to show how they participate in it. it it's... um kind of cross-pollinating people and ideas and creativity and I think it's I think it's great um you touched on the fact that I think you said that this will become a proper radio station at some point can you talk a little bit more about that and about other plans you might have for the future I mentioned at the beginning my, my hope was that this would become a a proper in an advert, inverted commas radio station and um we kind of have a, a sort of a three-phase plan so we're a podcast at the moment which is just you know effectively uploading bits of audio to a website so that's kind of phase one then phase two would be ultimately we'd like a premises in the town in which we have a little radio studio in which we can broadcast from 24 7 um obviously I, we, we have to uh, get funding for that kind of thing and then then the third the third stage would be uh so we have to make an application to um to a kind of government body called ofcom um the office of communications that would give us a license to broadcast over the radio waves whether that be on fm or dab so so that's the kind of grand plan is to to become you know a proper radio station um but then, then on the on a purely sort of social level, I think also one of my aims at the moment is that we can try and I guess reach everyone and make make um, so both in terms of listening to the show, getting out to to people and making everybody aware, people aware, but also getting a real diverse range of people making shows and trying to show that you don't need a lot of 
experience. You don't need expensive equipment. We all have stories to share and um, and ideas. And if we can all put them all into this sort of melting pot and and share and listen to one another, then I think I say on our website somewhere that I see listening as a sort of glue that holds our society together. And I'm very keen to make this radio station something that really belongs to everyone locally here it's not it's not just for one particular section of society so yeah so there's that grand kind of three-stage plan but then there's that aim of of just connecting us all even if we're from different backgrounds yeah and that feels really important i think in the world i'm sure it's always been important but it feels particularly important right now with some of the challenges our world faces whether it's coronavirus right now or the climate crisis or um you know things on our on our doorstep that um are unique to each of us um so yeah that feels really important i'm just wondering for people that might want to try setting up their own podcast or even radio station for their own place do you have any tips or thoughts or advice that you might give them well in in my case i've just started small i i i was I'm somebody who likes to be quite thorough and is quite cautious and I don't tend to launch into like a project or an endeavour without having really sort of considered a lot of the eventualities um, and um, the considered the like viability of it. Um, whereas what's what's happened recently with, with coronavirus is I thought, right, now's the time just to actually just to go for it. Um, start small um see what the appetite is and try and build from there and i think we, we've seen that we've seen that all over the world at the moment a lot of people have d- done things in a few days that previously might have taken them two, you know two years or whatever to 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 bring to fruition um what was your question it was um thinking of people that might want to set up a podcast or even a radio station themselves are there any tips or thoughts you might have for them yeah. So yeah, like I say, start small. Um, if you go to our um, website, so creditandradio.org, there's a page called Make Radio, and it's um, it's a bit of a collection of resources for recording audio, editing audio, honing your ideas um, for a show. And um, it, it hope, hope the idea with that page is that. It takes a bit of technical know-how, but not not a lot. And that if you find some people locally with a bit of that technical skill, and if you start to build a bit of a team, then then it's it's within reach. And you know, a lot of this stuff you can do for free. You could you could host it just on a Facebook page, um, and you can record interviews over Skype or Zoom. You can record audio on WhatsApp. There are, there are ways to do this. And and if people have if people have questions or ideas, then again they can go to creditandradio.org and they can contact me through that through that website. That was really interesting. Thanks very much, and good luck with Credit and Radio. Thank you. There you go. That was my interview with Elizabeth Wainwright from Aruka Network. And as I said near the end there, if you'd like to learn more about this project, then you can visit the website creditandradio.org. 
And that's almost it for this episode. Before we go, I'll remind you that you can catch up on previous episodes of How to Build Community on our SoundCloud page or in your podcast player. Just search How to Build Community Aruka Network. And Aruka, that's spelt A-R-U-K-A-H. You can help support this show by making a small monthly donation to our Patreon page. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Aruka Network. You can learn more about us on our website. Just visit arukanetwork.org. And finally, if you have some feedback on this show or suggestions for future interviewees, then you can reach me via email jake at arukanetwork.org. But that's it for this episode. Until next time, bye for now.